when I was 18, 19 years old, I wasn't the most mature fresh, freshman on campus, to say the least. For example, I had to take a philosophy course as part of my gen ed requirements. And about a month or so into the semester, we were given our first big assignment. Read a part of Plato's Republic and write a five-page paper on it. Well, I waited until the night before it was due to start working on it. Not, mind you, to start writing the paper, but to crack open Plato's Republic and then write the paper. Well, needless to say, what I turned in the next morning, that paper was a total train wreck. I mean, I was hoping, praying that I somehow squeaked out a B-, minus, but I was bracing myself for the reality it was probably going to be much worse than that. Well, a week or so later, the, the papers came back, and I cringed as the professor handed, handed mine to me. Yet to my surprise, I was given an A+, a 100%. But before I could proclaim myself a philosophical genius, the professor explained that everyone who turned in their paper on time met the page requirement, attempted to answer the question, received an A+. That would be her policy going forward. Why? You know, what, what's the reason behind this policy? Well, she reasoned she couldn't take off for our opinion. Now, the immature 19-year-old version of myself was thrilled. After all, these papers were a big part of our grade, and thus this class was going to be an easy A. That class was called Intro to Social and Political Philosophy, but it might as well have been called Your Opinion 101, because that was how the professor treated philosophy, merely as a matter of opinion. While I was in, enjoying the EZA back in the spring of 2004, it, it wasn't until years later that I would learn that her philosophy, if you will, had a name, relativism. Relativism is the idea that truth, particularly moral, philosophical, or religious truth, is relative to a person or society. The idea is that what's true for you may not be true for me. When it comes to questions like, what is the purpose of life? Is there a God? What is good and what is evil? These are all questions which are philosophical, moral, and religious in nature. And relativism says we can't really know the answer to those questions. At best, we have our opinion. Sadly, relativism is essentially the default position in our society. Well, that was my last experience of philosophy at the University of Kansas. My next experience would be significantly better but it would be in Catholic seminary. In seminary, you spend a couple of years studying philosophy before you study theology. And rather than uh, a philosophy steeped in relativism, it was the perennial philosophy of St. Thomas Aquinas and St. Augustine, who saw how the human intellect could make use of logic and reason to arrive with certitude at philosophical and moral truths uh, and religious truths. So, for instance, St. Thomas Aquinas taught that the one true God can be known with certitude by the light of human reason alone. And the same can be said for natural law, which God has written on our hearts. But St. Thomas, he also acknowledged that the truth about God, the truths about God, such as reason could discover, that they're hard. You know, that if we were left to our reason alone, then this truth would only be known by a few and after a long time. And, and even then, a lot would get it wrong. They would, they would get parts or all of it wrong. Yet the truth about God, it's important, right? Our, our entire salvation depends on it. And so God made it easy for us. He revealed himself. You know, first he gathered together a people, progressively revealing more and more of himself until the day when the second person of the Most Holy Trinity became a man, like us in all things but sin. 
Jesus Christ is the fullness of God's revelation to us. And he is the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through him, as he says in our gospel today. What does it mean to say Christ is the way, the truth, and the life? Well, Christ, you know, we need to understand this is in the context of he's speaking about our ultimate destination. Our life is a journey towards a destination. And that destination is our Father's house, heaven, an intimate and unceasing union with God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Christ, in saying he is the way, the truth, and the life, he is saying he is both the way and the destination. He is the destination because if you have seen me, you have seen the Father, as he says later in the gospel. He is the destination because in heaven we will truly know God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. God, who is himself truth, and we will be sharing in his very life, in the life of the Holy Trinity. And Christ is the way to get to heaven. Christ doesn't show us the way or point to the way. He is the way to heaven, meaning if we want to go to heaven, if we want to go to our Father's house, we must be united to him. And he provides the sacraments. He institutes the sacraments as the means by which we are united to him. That is a topic for another homily, though. Jesus is the fullness of God's revelation. In Jesus Christ, the whole of God's truth has been made manifest. Now, we live in an age, in a society which has embraced the darkness of relativism. And this means that our culture denies that we can even know the truth God has revealed and made manifest. As Pope Benedict XVI once warned, we are building a dictatorship of relativism that does not recognize anything as definitive and whose ultimate goal consists solely of one's own ego and desires. We can't stand idly by while this dictatorship is constructed. And so we must do two things. First, we must fortify ourselves against the poison of relativism. And the first step to fortify ourselves is that we must be conscious and aware of relativism's existence. It's in the air we breathe, so to speak. Relativism is the philosophy behind so much of the pop culture we consume, uh, the shows, the movies, the news media, the books we read. Look, I'm not saying you can't enjoy those things. I enjoy those things. But we must be aware uh, that relativism is not the only philosophy in the world. We must fortify ourselves against it. How so? Well, we need to have a rich spiritual life. We need a life of prayer. We need to frequent the sacraments when we're able to, and, and it's prudent to do so. But above all, we need to immerse ourselves in the rich intellectual tradition of our faith. We need to read good Catholic books. We need to read the catechism. You know, how do we do this? Well, I mean, you can simply pick a book and read it, a good Catholic book and read it. Uh, but we do have some resources at the Diddy Center that make this, this easy. For instance, form.org uh, is a website that we have bought a collective subscription to. So you can access the content on form.org for free if you, if you get the subscription, uh, if you uh, go through our website. And it provides numerous Catholic books, audiobooks, videos. This is great Catholic content, which can help form our mind against the dictatorship of relativism. Or another example, this summer, uh, Patrick Callahan, the formation director, and I, will be, we will be leading a virtual study on one such great book, Orthodoxy by G.K. Chesterton. But whatever avenue we choose, we must 
form our intellect against the poison of relativism. We must fortify ourselves against uh, this philosophy which seeks to undermine the gospel. Secondly, we must recognize that we uh, have been entrusted with the pearl of great price, the inestimable treasure that is the answer to the deepest question of the human heart. The meaning of life is found only in Jesus Christ, who alone is the way, the truth, and the life. Whether they recognize it or not, we have what every person in the world needs, and we must be willing to bear truth, to bear witness to this truth with love. And to bear witness to this truth, that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, that's not going to be easy, and it's not going to be popular. It's going to go against the tide of our culture. If we stand up to relativism, we will face hostility. We might uh, be called names, names like intolerant or judgmental. Yet as Christ said, if the world hates you, realize that it hated me first. No slave is greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will also persecute you. And if we speak the truth that Christ alone is the way, the truth, and the light, um, we, will, we will experience some pushback. But that will also enable the light of Christ to shine uh, to those who, who live in the darkness of relativism. So let us pray that we might be fortified by the truth of Christ against the poison of relativism. And let us pray for the courage to bear witness to the simple truth that Jesus Christ alone is the way, the truth, and the life.